Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz, Ellen Fidian, is talking to us about longer-lasting lithium-ion batteries with yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician, fluid mechanist, and human battery according to The Matrix. So, Ellen, let's start from the beginning. I don't really know heaps about chemistry. I presume that a lithium-ion battery is a battery that has lithium ions in it, but I don't know anything else about it apart from that. Correct. It has lithium in it. So specifically, it uses positively charged lithium atoms, which are also referred to as ions if they have a charge, um, moving from a negative electrode to a positive cathode, which then allows electrons to move the other way, electrons flowing electricity. That's an extremely simplified version. I get it, though, so that's great. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that's the point, yeah. Um, And lithium's got physical properties that make it inherently an extremely good battery material. Lots of people say that it's one of the best metals to use in batteries and it's just kind of always going to be. So it makes, lithium makes very, very good batteries. So do all of our batteries, if lithium makes such good batteries, do all of our batteries have lithium in them? They don't, no. Lithium-ion batteries are normally used in specific situations for a few reasons. Lithium is pretty expensive and there are some safety issues as well. It's highly flammable, um, so there are places where you really wouldn't want a lithium-ion battery Is it so flammable? Is it like, and I'm going to use my high school knowledge again, um, when you put, like, potassium in water and it, like, shoots around on fire on the surface of the water, is it, like, that kind of reactive or a different kind of dangerous? It's, it's a similar sort of idea. You know, lithium and potassium are at a very similar point on the periodic mm-hmm. table. They're in the same column, so that gives them similar properties. Um, so, yeah, similar thing. Lithium doesn't react as quickly necessarily, but it certainly does burn. The other thing that's important to note with lithium-ion batteries is they need other precious metals in them to work as well. So a really big example is cobalt, which is also pretty expensive and a fairly toxic metal to deal with. Okay, so why is it that a lithium-ion battery would need cobalt? Um, So it doesn't necessarily need cobalt to work, but what cobalt does is if you put it in a cathode, it stops the cathode from corroding nearly as much as anything else. So any battery with cobalt in it is going to last way longer. So effectively what that means is pretty much all commercial batteries do have cobalt in them because they just last so much longer. Right, okay, so that helps with the longevity. So I guess if the issue is that we, you know, cobalt-free batteries don't last long enough, How do we address this issue? So there's a lot of people who are interested in taking the cobalt out, partially because it would be cheaper, but also because batteries without cobalt could theoretically be um, more energy dense as well. Right. So there are some researchers from the University of Queensland who've been looking at very thin coatings that they could use to protect the cathodes instead of using cobalt. Um, They tried one on a specific lithium cathode a thing called an epitaxial layer of crystal. Oh, well, so that sounds fancy, but I have literally no idea what that means. What does, like, not even like an epitaxial layer of crystal, what does epitaxial mean at all? <laughs> I didn't know either until I read this paper. Um, so I had to ask the um, senior researcher, Professor Lianjo Wang, to tell me. But basically it's crystal that's kind of grown in alignment with the thing that it's growing on. So they call it the substrate. Mm-hmm. Um, so think um, you'll occasionally see examples of like really long straight spikes of crystal growing out of a rock. Okay. So it's because like they're all kind of in alignment with each other. 
Right. Um, but in this case, they didn't have these really long spikes. They they had a very, very thin epitaxial layer. So it was about an atom thick. Oh, wow. So like a very, very thin layer. Very, very thin. Did their incredibly thin layer actually work? Yeah, surprisingly enough. Um, so it was this layer made of a few different elements, lanthanum, nickel, manganese, all things that are less expensive than sure. cobalt in the tiny amounts they were using. Um, and, yeah, it stops the cathode from dissolving. So the researchers made a test battery with this, which lasted for over a 1,000 cycles, which is twice as good as any previously reported cobalt-free battery, oh, which wow. is pretty good. Yeah. And it's more energy-dense as well. So commercial lithium-ion batteries are apparently normally about 3.7 volts for this size, and theirs was 4.5 volts, so significantly higher performing as well. So all of this sounds very great and positive, and, you know, what? that wasn't even going to be a pun, but take that as a pun because we're talking <laughs> about batteries and electricity. Can we – are these going to scale up? Like when will we see these kinds of batteries, if ever? Yeah, one of the things um, Wang told me was that yeah, they're really scale. The tech is really scalable because they're using such tiny amounts of crystal. Um, they're actually already chatting to their colleagues in industry right now about scaling it up. And Leandro said to me that they can expect the batteries to be on the market in two or three years, which is really pretty soon. That is incredibly soon. That's that's I was say, not only is that within our lifetime. That's like in the lifetime of certain kinds of small insects that die within <laughs> two to three years. That's like that's like before. 2025 it's not even it's not even oh by 2030 we'll have flying cars it's uh, these batteries will exist in a couple years so yeah yeah that's crazy well I look forward to seeing it um and Mm. thank you for that Ellen I'd never really ever thought about batteries before but now I feel like I know a whole lot about batteries and also I'm looking forward to these new batteries of the future So thank you everyone for listening and keep an ear out for our next installment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. 